Hello again, listeners, followers, subscribers, and friends. With you as always, I'm Top Toes. And I am Annie, and you are listening to the Oh Those Toes podcast. The podcast that Siri listens to. Because apparently, <laughs> she got us back on the air on Apple Podcasts. You know, I asked her really politely, and she was like, okay, bitch, I will. <laughs> She's like, please stop harassing my boss, Tim Cook, on the air. <laughs> But not only is Siri with us, we have a special guest today, Lo. How you doing? Hey, guys. It's great. Great to be here. Very excited. Lo, I'm so excited to have you. Uh, I know we talked about this, um, like, on and off for a while, and then your life got really busy, but you've carved out some time for us. So, uh, so thank you. Appreciate that. And thank you, Scott. To our <laughs> listeners... Uh, you've been lied to because we said that we had wrapped macrophilia month and uh, <laughs> surprise part five. <laughs> well, okay, we do what we want. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Lowe is a talented individual um, with a really great appreciation for the fetish. So I, you know, he became available and we've been wanting to have him on. So I, we have to take advantage of that. Wow. Absolutely. So Lo, tell us a little about who you are, what you do and why we know you. Well, um, just a little bit about me and the, the community. Uh, it's been, I've been on Instagram now for about like, Five years, I was a lurker for a long time, and then I started getting into the artwork. I was looking at uh, YouTube with the tutorials on how to do edits, and um, then I started doing them, and I started posting them, and I, I, I never would imagine that I would get some of the reactions uh, from it, from the community and the people, from them DMing me and wanting them to be in the... Uh, on the page and everything. And from there, it's just been, it's been really great just getting in contact with people, especially like yourself and, and Annie. And it's just been really great. It's been, it's been good. So, I mean, so how long, so many questions, but for those of you trying to figure out uh, who Lo is um, on Instagram, it's Lo Mario. And we've mentioned him, many times on several of our podcast episodes. And if you were following my Instagram uh, or my Reddit, I think I posted on Reddit, uh, it was a macrophilia month and a lot of the edits were Lomarios. I mean, I tag him and I credit him and I thank him for it. And he's the one that does all the ones with the city in the extreme, like, colossal giantess with the very tiny, tiny, tinies. <laughs> Mike <is fast>. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, I think what we've called the Godzilla scale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's even more. What is it more? Okay, what is, what's the scale? Tell us about your art. Before we even get into anything else, tell us about your art. Well, uh, I like a lot of disaster movies. So... It's, it's like a scale of a disaster movie to where the woman is. 20,000 feet tall, maybe. Um, now, it varies. It, it can vary. It doesn't have to be that tall. But my favorite is 
just a disaster. I like to just call it a disaster level of, uh, you know, proportions when it's like that. You know, the army's coming out. She's she's creating all kind of mayhem. You know, that's, <laughs> that's yeah. Bruce, yeah. Bruce Willis and uh, Ben Affleck are going to space, except they're preventing the, uh, the, the giant woman from hitting the earth. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I just really quickly in those two seconds was like, how would they do that? Right? <laughs> like, you didn't see that. They movie? Just like, they just like create like some like soothing sounds and like f- shoot up to her ear and like play them and she falls asleep. I mean, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Just like cut Jack her in the with, a laser, with a laser. Like they did. <laughs> <laughs> They'll destroy her with a laser. You know, it would make a great blockbuster movie. I'm surprised Quentin Tarantino hasn't even thought of nothing like that. Quentin Tarantino's giant foot woman from space? <laughs> yeah. Or he could, re- he could remake uh, the 50-foot woman. He's, he already had Daryl Hannah in one of his movies. The Kill Bill, Daryl Hannah was in there. Oh, uh, yeah. Note, note this, because when we see this movie in three years, we'll know he's been listening. Right. <laughs> I'm We're going to take credit for all that. Not not even just low, but like all of us as a group. Like right? We well, all need royalties cuz you heard it on this podcast first. So, low let's like back up here and nope. how so is it only the 20,000 foot uh, disasters that you like or do you also can you also get pleasure from like the smaller giantess scenes well different variants so I have shrinking fetishes where the woman is regular size and the man is very tiny so it's different spectrums of it it, it could be like uh, let's see let's I'm trying to think here. Well, give us your, like, your favorites. Like, what's your go-to? Because I, so I noticed that the majority of your art is, you know, the disaster-sized giantess. But do you ever create any others where the, you know, she's only, you know, 20 feet tall as opposed to 20,000? Like, does that do anything for you or... Well, it all all of it does. <laughs> but, um, 50, foot, fifty foot is where it started. But of course, of course, everybody into that giantess fetish from my time because I grew up in the uh, late seventies, early eighties. So it was the fifty foot woman for me. That was that that was it. That's what was like. Whoa, wait a minute, what is this? And I knew it right then and there when I seen that. That's what I liked. How old were you then when you realized that? Um, I'm trying to remember. Maybe I was like seven or eight or nine during that Ooh, time. You were little. <laughs> yeah. And he, here's another. L- little. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say, intended. <laughs> that I remember is that um, my sister, she was older than me, and she had these Barbie dolls and the G.I. Joe men that I had. And for some reason, I don't know but Something happened. Something happened there. And I was playing around with all of those toys and I got aroused because of the different size. Because, you know, the Barbie dolls are much taller than the G.I. Joe men. 
that you yeah. have. Yeah. They're much taller. And yeah, then we, we had an episode where all, we did uh, painfully discuss uh, toy and action figure size. <laughs> <laughs> you've been clunky. referencing, you've been using the Star Wars action figure slash G.I. Joe figure for like the last three episodes for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, it's they're the G.I. Joes are like uh, two thirds of the size of a Barbie, maybe mm-hmm. or half. What do you what do, you yeah. what do you say? Well, G.I. Joe's a four and a half inch action figure and Barbie is an 11 inch doll. So you can do math. Less okay. than half. All right. Can I do math? I don't know. <laughs> I actually can. Thank you. Um, I can't do sizes. That's my problem. The areas and the, you know. Anyway. Uh, okay. So, so uh, yeah, your sister's Barbies are stomping on your G.I. Joe's and you're feeling a little funny in the pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That, that, yeah, that that's where it all started. It started with those Barbie dolls and all the other stuff. And then from there, I was really, really searching. I was searching for some content like that. And back in the late 80s, I mean, late 80s, early 90s, it was very difficult. Any kind of content out there. You know, you had ALL, you know, you're, you're doing dial up, you're waiting forever. For a page to load up, and yeah, <laughs> we yeah. we did and, talk about that in in one of the episodes about how you had to use AOL and then and then print that one print and then wait like twenty minutes for it to oh, print and hope God. nobody came, nobody from the family or the office came to use the printer, <laughs> or somebody calls and then that's it, it's over. Yeah, yep. but yeah, the- and there wasn't really a whole lot of photo editing in those days. I mean, you got some talented people who could use Microsoft Paint to make something nice in, what was it, 12 colors? Um, oh, yeah, but not like today. I mean, nowhere near what people, it's so much easier to do all this stuff today. Lo, what kind of uh, software do you use for your edits if you don't, or do you share that or do you mind? Yeah, I, I can share that. It's a free program. It's called GIMP. Oh, GIMP, yep. Um and it is nice awesome. freeware equivalent of Photoshop. I've uh, had some experience with it. Oh, I, I've not heard of it. No, and that's a, I don't think any of our other other guests mentioned GIMP either, right? No, because GIMP is GIMP is two D. It's truly photo editing, just like Photoshop. Mm-hmm. Okay. And is that the only one that you use? Like, how do you, how do you start your edits? I mean, they're so detailed. Yeah, here, here's the thing. Now, if you look at my page, you go down to the first picture, my edits was like really bad. But, you know, I decided to keep them on there. I didn't want to take them off because I always want to look at the past at where I started from and how my skill is getting more and more developed and a little bit better. But basically, um, a lot of variables come into play with uh, a good edit. Uh, the person has to have a good pose. Um, the lighting, of course, is there, there's an issue with that because you got to cut them out. And so when you when you you cut them out, that process is called rotoscoping. And the rotoscoping can be very tedious. Sometimes it can take eight hours. Sometimes it, it can take longer than that. Sometimes you have to put it away and then just come back again and do it. And sometimes it's, it's a whole lot quicker because if you do it incorrectly, it's not going to look right. It's going to look all crazy. 
So, mm. yeah. yeah. You're, not, you're not dealing with stuff that people have purpose shot for you, i.e. they didn't bother to go in front of a nice green background, so it's very easy to remove a background. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's that's correct. And people don't even know that they're doing a good pose and it fits perfectly with it. So, you know, it works out good sometimes too. Do you have a lot of people asking you to do edits for them? <clears throat> Excuse uh, me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lots. So, because your page got pretty big, I mean, it's pretty big. I, I don't, have, I, you know, speaking of Instagram, I don't have access to my Instagram right now. Um, my you main account, girl. yeah, my main account was deleted, I, probably because my last post said something like, like I'm moving to OF or something, you know, like or zero F is what I was using. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, you know, it's it's hit or miss because. I, I know girls that have had their accounts since when I first started and they have like, you know, like that nylons on socks girl, she's got like 200,000 followers and she's not once lost her page. Not mm -hmm. once. It yeah. always just irritates me when like a friend of mine loses their page and it's like, it's a knees down page. And the next thing I see on this, on my scroll is just like, Hey, look at my crotch through my uh, see-through undies. And mm -hmm. Instagram, yeah. get your fucking shit together and stop beating up us beat people. And then I, well, then I sometimes see foot accounts that are literally like everything is for sale. Like, oh, here's yeah. my cash app. Here's my Venmo. Here's my PayPal. This is, this is the list of my prices. This is a review of the <laughs> things I've sold. Like, here are things that are for sale. This is up for grabs. This is up for grabs. And I'm like, how are they still up? What? And I'm not, you know, so... Uh, it's frustrating. Um, right. But anyway, so, so um, on the topic of this is for sale, this is for sale. I actually had a question about too low about that. Do you uh, do you do commissions or do you do this just for your own fun and edification and the the delight of your um, the targets? I don't know. <laughs> that sounds terrible, but you know what I mean. <laughs> no, man. Um, it's all free. It's all free. It's love for the community. Um, it's my love letter to the giantess community. Um, it's something I have a passion for and I would never charge for it. Um, it, it becomes work then and it's not fun anymore. So I, I just have fun with it and I do any edits. Everybody, uh, my followers know if they send me a picture, I'm going to do the edit for it. And sometimes I may not post it. Um, if it, if it's, you know, just not up to par but I let them have the edit. But um, for the most part, I post all of my um, custom work and I'll even tag the person if they want to be tagged too. Yeah, you did a bunch of edits for me. I'm really sad that I I don't, I mean, I know you have them, but I they're off my page now. You know, I think I have maybe two or three on my backup page, but the majority of it was on my main page because that's where I was, going with the uh you know macrophilia week uh, month so i'm super bummed about you know everybody's hard work um mine's tops you know yours and the other gentlemen that do the renders for me um you know but there's so much fun to look at because i mean it's so like you can see like the waves are like, how do you find the perfect picture? I mean, cause I don't think you're creating it from scratch. So you have to find the perfect picture to like, 
I don't know what it's called, superimposing to transfer over into. I don't know what it's called, but I mean, there's one that is like waves coming into like my thighs. Like I'm sitting down, the waves are like going away from my thighs, I should say. Like there's a tsunami. It's amazing. Yeah, there's a similar one I noted today that um, has sort of the, 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 the subject of the edit is in water. And I think um, having done some Photoshop work, I'm, I'm looking at the best thing about the picture is probably like your best cheat. Having the water spray kind of helped you not have to worry about the edge of the person as much, but it also makes it look very realistic. Yeah. Uh, did you see the boats inside there too? I, I had some crews. Uh, the detail. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the thing. Uh, so much of your stuff has more detail unless you, you know, pinch. Well, I'm an Apple user, so it's the, the sort of pinch uh, zoom. But unless you, whatever the method is to zoom in on zoom this in. stuff, it's, there's detail that, that is beyond the resolution, the standard resolution of uh, Instagram. And it's, it's per, you, your stuff is really good. I also, you know, your, and he was saying how you, how you pick a picture that you overlay and, you know, the angles and, and the good perspective, like you, your people don't look out of place or, or crooked in it or the orientation, you know? Yeah. Well, it was like the airplanes, like they're flying, you know, like kind of halfway. And then there's a little shadow at the bottom, like on my foot. <laughs> <laughs> God, like it just blows me away. <laughs> yeah, I learned that from um uh the other guy um Giantist 101. He has a tutorial on YouTube. And he shows how you can take those attachments and you move them in and then you can make that shadow. You you have to make the shadow and you drop that shadow in and then what you can do is you can maneuver the shadow around. You can have it behind it or in front of it, or you can make it like wherever the sun is shining. So if you choose a, a picture where the sun is behind your back, well, then that shadow has got to move in the same direction. And perspective of the person blocking out the sun or, you know, having a right. shadow. Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't, a lot of people, um, you know, because we're, a lot of people are self-taught, so a lot of people don't kind of get that, and then that's when the edits look a little weird, like they look like stickers. Yeah, because you got to have the same yeah. lighting. There's direction. no depth. Yeah, there's no depth, and yeah. I, I just know they look cool, and I love them, so thank you. <laughs> oh, that, that's so, me. Thanks, thanks, guys. The, the subject hard. of most of the edits I've seen of yours are members of our foot fetish community. So besides the giantess fetish, you're here in the foot fetish community with us. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, even you know, if it wasn't your fetish, you're, you're here now. <laughs> but the great thing about that top is that I have people from the foot fetish community DM me and say, hey, can you make an edit for me and shout me out? They're talking to me. <laughs> you know, Why wouldn't they? You're, you know, you're, you know, there's a sense of an, like modesty and humility among the uh, macro files that is just so endearing. 
is it just that we surround ourselves with really cool people or is this how the community is in general? Because I've yet to meet like a a guy that's into giantess or giants that's an asshole. I <laughs> like... well, let, let me put it a different way with it with a well-intended pun. Uh, we don't see any tinies with a big head. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I got an explanation for that. It is probably because we've been feel we we're outcasts or we're not accepted in society that much because it's it's real tab. Not a lot of people are open. You know, you walk around. Yeah, I'm in the you know giant women, and they're like, what in the world's wrong with you? You know, <laughs> and so when you finally meet somebody that wants to talk about that, I mean, you know, I've always wanted to talk about this, but you know, it's just never been you know something that I could be open with uh, about without you know being looked at pretty weird about it yeah we've been talking about this fetish for a month and unlike anything else we've dealt with it it falls in a in a fetish that is fulfilled entirely in fantasy and you know comes to fruition in a lot of art and a lot of role play but obviously not in the real world so you know the foot fetish community we have our stigmas but in the end it's describable to somebody in the outside you can make the reference well you like ass i like feet and you kind of move on they may still think you're weird but it's describable to a vanilla person i don't know that somebody who's not fetishy can understand how you have a sexual proclivity that doesn't actually you know it to put it in vanilla terms have a way to involve sex all right, yeah, so basically, it's like an enhancement. The The giantess fetish is an enhancement of my other fetishes that I already have. So, of so course, you guys know that I, I, I like feet. I like everything about feet. But there are other fetishes that I have, too, um, like the spit fetish, a person spitting on you, mm-hmm. um, hand fetish. Um, they're dealing with the hands, the nails, um, legs. Um, it, it's just so many different spectrums. So a lot of big, sexy body parts better when they're uh, when they're bigger. Big. <laughs> yeah, because you want to get close up. You want to. <laughs> it's a way of getting close up to that, you know. Um, and I think that's where just my don't drown in the three thousand gallon glob of spit. <laughs> Yeah, you just drown well, it. Okay, well, okay. So, I have a, so let me ask one of my million questions. Uh, all right. So, so the first of all, feet. Um, you said that you like everything about feet, but is it also like, do you does that go? It's crushing, trampling, and I, all of that. Is that does that go with it too? For you? Yeah, it does. Um, like somebody slapping my face with their foot that's a way of crushing um let's see there's also um of course sucking and having somebody shove their foot in my mouth is is the greatest but um (laughs) (laughs) my guy (laughs) yeah so um and and it's it's got to deal with a humiliation too because you have people that like to be humiliated so 
I like so how that, far... but not extremely humiliated. Okay, I was about to ask that. How far into the humiliation does it go? Like, how badly do you want to be humiliated? Um, it's it's hard to say how much I can actually take. <laughs> <laughs> or willing to the, the limit has never been it's never been tried so for me um i think it it, it doesn't have a, a limit for me you know there, there's there's no limit you know um and that's where the spitting comes in so the yeah. spit the spit fetish is that spit like on the foot because i get asked a lot to do to spit on my own feet no like, i don't just Tell you the truth, I don't understand that. Why would you spit on the <laughs> on the soul? Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, for me now, for me, I I don't understand that. But you know, the spit is a form of humiliation. Like, so the spit know, is on you, not yeah. On, okay. Yeah, okay. it's on you, and it's a shock factor. It's like, oh my god, you know, she spit. On me. So <laughs> spitting for me is the highest form of insult like i will take a slap to the face before i will allow someone to spit on me like someone can spit someone can smack my face and i i may react to it i may not react to it maybe you know not violently for sure but if someone spits in my face i'm reacting violently it's like the ultimate insult like Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it's, you know, you can call me whatever name you want, but if you spit on my person, like, you're in trouble. We're in it's trouble. It's shock factor. I think it's, it's just the shock factor of it. You you never expect somebody to to do that. And when it's done, it's like, oh my goodness, I'm nothing. You know? <laughs> <You're awesome. laughs> I, I think there's, there's some, there's a little bit of effort in slapping someone in the face. You know, you're, you're, Spitting on someone is just like oh, you're not even worth the effort of me winding up. <laughs> but that, that's what the giantess fetish for me is all about. The the tiny, which I am, is worthless. It's is nothing. Is you know, just discarded. You know, she can pick them up, put them in his mouth, and uh, slice them around, and just you know, spit them out and leave them on the floor, and just you know, walk and stomp on him. So vorophilia <laughs> is that. Uh, something that you enjoy too, like being eaten well, as a tiny. Here's my take on it. I wasn't into that at first, but over time, when I started doing different kinds of edits, and then I started watching, you know, different people that specialize in that kind of thing, it kind of grew on me. Because, see, here's the thing: I have a fetish for lips and mouth. And so with the with the vor, you know, some people have different levels. They want to see, you know, human body parts getting chewed. And I'm I'm not into that, you know, with with the the blood and everything. It's Mm. more of like the softness putting it in her mouth. And you know, maybe slashing them around a little bit, playing around with them, and then tiny, tiny low getting to hang out in a giant sexy mouth is a lot better than tiny low just getting bitten half. And <laughs> well, t- yeah. that means tiny low's getting just his entire body licked and sucked, like on a giant scale. That that I think so- that that sounds sexy. Until he that, finds that, the eighteen can... foot piece of spinach in her teeth. <laughs> 
And then, you know, then there, there's completely insertion where the tiny is going inside you. Completely. Mm. Pleasure. Mm-hmm. That, that woman. So that's so, the ultimate fantasy, too. Yeah, uh, our one of our guests, Mike, did mention insertion as a form of, you know, because a lot of the people that we talk to are just so uh, sweet and gentle about it um, that it's almost not, it almost can't be sexualized. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, they, it's, it's, I don't know how to explain it. Like there isn't, there isn't anything actually physical, you know? And so for me, and that's what I was saying is that for me, if I were to engage in macrophilia and like, say I had a partner that was into it, um, it wouldn't be about like cuddling and and sure all of that goes with it, like being sweet and carrying him around, putting him in my pocket and all of that. But at some point there has to be some type of like actual physical like sex. And so like, how does that happen? And then that's when um, our last guest, John sent us his naughty renders, which are, which he posts on Twitter, which is like, uh, you know, because my husband was like, well, how does a tiny, how does a giant like orgasm and how does a tiny orgasm? Because at the end of the day, it's a fetish, right? Mm-hmm. And um, outside of the episode, uh, John told us that, um, you know, like he, there's a render of him like sort of m- creating a pool of sperm for his tiny to swim in and like, you know, orgasm in. And and then the rest of it, the things are like super cute and adorable and they live in a box and we carry them around and, you know, they paint our toes and all that. Um, but I mean, insertion is almost like it, death. I mean, that means they're drowning in the juices of a woman. Wouldn't that? Uh, I mean, help me understand it here. Help me understand it here. I think. I think Eddie's just taking it a tiny bit too literally, like figuring out every little element. That's what they yep. want. That's what they yeah, want. They want to be inserted into yes. a giant's vagina. It's the ultimate take, fantasy take is what back. he said. Take it a step back and just think of it as human dildo. Forget about the drowning yeah, But then they're factor. like dying. Aren't they dying? Wouldn't they break and die and like... <laughs> Thankfully, it's it's fantasy. If they can, they can survive these things because most people aren't coming up with death fantasies. Well, <laughs> so. well, and so, but a lot of the so a lot of the tinies though it ends in in death, which is where we roll over into the the guys who like the bug crushing because they want to die. But that's not one that you have, right, Lo? Like that's not the end goal is for you to die at a at a giantess's hands. I mean, I know you mentioned the destruction. I know, yeah. but, but, but here's, here's my take on it. Like the sole survivor, maybe um a bunch of us tinies, they all get killed, but I don't get killed. I get saved and I get to be saved and kept like a pet. And all these other friends are examples of what could happen. If I, I don't think Mike gave us I a see. similar scenario. Yeah, you know, yeah, the the rampaging giantess uh, wiping out a, a whole society in a sort of little Pucian Gulliver's Travels thing, but you got to be the one who impresses enough to be spared. Yeah, yeah, the soul okay. survive. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, you know, it's so interesting to me. Um, you, you also mentioned shrinking. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, is it the, the, sh- cause so our last guest uh, found arousal in the growing and the shrinking of, of the Chinese and the giant test. Is there um, any specifics to your fetish? Like you, you only want the man shrunk or, you know, do you want the giant test to grow? Like, yeah, and see, I have a funny take on it too. With um, the the shrinking fetish that I have too, it's always it always has to be uh, where the man is being tricked. Maybe she's giving him something to drink, and he doesn't know what's going on, and then all of a sudden, he's lost all control, and he's tiny now. So I would prefer the man to be tiny and the woman to be giant. Never a, a giant man. Giant man do, doesn't do anything for me. Right. But it's always the woman in control. And so would you prefer the woman to grow or the man to shrink? Is there a difference? Um, for me, it's not. Um, I prefer both. Both scenarios are are good for me. I like both scenarios. Which one's the best? Um, I would say the giantess on the scale of the mega size would be the best. If I had to choose, if I had to pick and choose one, but both are just as good. So your world stays the same. Hers is, she's the one that's huge. Colossal is what I like to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what so um as a kid you saw the um you were playing with the Barbie doll, you saw the 50 foot woman, you're playing with the Barbie doll and the mm-hmm. G.I. Joe. Was that the first fetish that developed? Or like most guys, was it the feet first and then that one came? Well, I think that one came, but it's always been feet. I've always known that I had a foot fetish um from you know, just growing up in a household where I had my my aunts and, you know, family members uh, walk around. I've seen feet and I've always been known to be down there playing around. They just, ah, ha, ha, just laughing. I've always <laughs> known that. And then it really started to develop uh, when I started going to school and, you know, um, just certain girls that I would like. I will always try to find a scenario to be at their feet and I remember this one time uh I think I was in uh um middle school it may have been the eighth or the seventh grade and I had this girl I had a crush on and I would always drop my pencil under the table so I could look at her feet (laughs) and she knew this and what she did was when I did it one time she put her foot on my face. Wow. And it was <laughs> softest, smelly, and her foot smelled like lotion. It was soft. That was it. That was it for me. That that was, I, I was always after feet ever since then. I wonder if she, I mean, how did she figure it out? Were you that obvious or she? Yeah, I was that obvious. I was aggravating. <laughs> <laughs> 
went through eight like, pens of glass. Like, man, this kid is clumsy as hell, dropping his pencil every single minute. <laughs> oh, Lord, he's under the table again. And I think most girls would think you were trying to look up their skirts. I think but- that's what she thought I was doing. She had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> That I just and so she just kicked you out of the way. <laughs> yeah, she, she put her foot on my face. She thought she was, you know, just you know, being cruel, deterring, being... deterring me from looking at her that way. But I was after her feet the whole time. Do you have a a foot type, like a favorite? Yes, foot I type? do. I do. I do have a foot type. Um, BBW. Um, size eleven, wide. That's my size. And wow, it, that is it, pretty damn specific. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he yeah. was going to say, like, you know, I like like big toes or little toes or, like, you know, high arches or something. He's like, nah, 11 wide. <laughs> yes. Big and wide. Not 10 and a half, not 11 and a half. <laughs> so, um, so when it comes to your, like, real life partners, uh. Is the giant test fetish, the macrophilia, uh, is that something that you can can enjoy with or would prefer to enjoy with like a bigger woman? Because, you know, one of our guests was saying that he doesn't, um, the size of the woman actually doesn't matter. Like he he had been with a woman that was 6'3 and that didn't really do anything. But, But for you, would that make it more... I, I don't know. Could could you? Does it have to be a fantasy where she's a, um, you know, twenty thousand feet tall, or would a six foot three woman do it for you? No, si- size doesn't matter. She could be a short woman. Um, we could always play out different scenarios. Um, when I was younger, um, I had this girl that I used to date, and um, she trampled me. She walked over me. And that was, it was very fulfilling, even though she was real short, you know, she wasn't that heavy. Um, I could take it. And I really liked it. I was able to get that, you know, trampling fetish experience. Well, that's nice that you, so you, then you're open with your partners. You're, you, they, yeah. you, you yeah. live openly with your fetish. You're open with them. And so what's it like, um, like telling a partner or like, how do you come out? I I should say. Oh God. I just, I just, I just go with it. I just tell them. And sometimes like, Oh, in, in the past, uh, it's been really bad. (laughs) Okay. All right. Give us a bad one. Okay. uh, (laughs) And then give us a good one. (laughs) Yeah. This is is a girl I was dating when I was younger and uh, I'm not going to say any names or go into, you know, who they were. But um, when we were dating, you mean you don't want to tell us it's like, you know, Michelle uh, White <laughs> over here on no. uh, <laughs> you know Main Street. <laughs> no, you let like... the man tell his story. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, I wanted to see her feet, and you know, she was like, "No, my feet are ugly." And I was like, well, let me be the judge of that. And, you know, her feet were were beautiful. She thought they were ugly. She didn't want nobody to touch them. They were off limits. And it just didn't work out. So. Oh, she was. Yeah. But she didn't, she didn't like, like 
belittle you or make fun of you. Well, she did say it was pretty odd and it was weird. All right. And what's the good one? Like, tell us a good one. The uh, good one. Um, she's just uh, willing to do anything. And it's like, okay. All right. But when you told them, like, the reaction, like, what was the reaction? Oh, that's why. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's why, why you oh, dropped okay. your pencils. So <laughs> that's why you're looking down all the time. <laughs> oh, okay. Because, you know, I don't, my personality, I don't hide. I guess, like if like if I like your feet, you know you got pretty feet. Come up to you and test. Sometimes I have to control myself. Sometimes, um, you know, if I see somebody with a well pedicured or they're they're real nice, I give them a compliment and just leave it at that. You know, you know, it's not like I'm trying to grab their feet or anything, but you know, I'm very open about it and you know, want to see their reaction behind it. You know. But, uh, yeah, but a compliment—a compliment, a compliment yeah. for a nice pedicure is not, you know. No, but it's it's door opening. Yeah. yeah, but it's not a big deal. Like it's not anything that I mean. It's a nice I mean, segue. See how the rest yeah. of this and keep going. Um, but I think at this point we got to take a break. Uh, give a little love to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with you after this. If you're looking for unique and eye-catching foot jewelry, you'll fall in love with Yoga Bling Boutique. Our unique line of toe rings and anklets are gorgeous conversation pieces that make heads turn. Visit yogablingboutique.com for exotic toe rings, anklets, and socks that caress your lovely feet like a glove. We are on Facebook as Yoga Bling Boutique FB. Also look for us on Instagram as Yoga Bling Boutique. Your feet deserve jewelry from Yoga Bling Boutique. For more information, go to yogablingboutique.com. All right. So, Lo, you did, uh, you, you alluded to being a child of the late 70s, 80s mm-hmm. and of the dial-up generation. Um, and also, like me, having some initial acknowledgement of your fetish or uh, at least a, a fascination with in early young years. So you're trying to find non-traditional porn in the pre-digital age, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and for me, you might, if you could find a way to get it, get it in and out of a, a, newsstand bookstore whatever they call the you know your typical book and card kind of place maybe you could find a sort of fetishy magazine um but i mean foot fetish is the biggest fetish in the world and it's still really limited titles there's no magazine era giant as porn out there yeah so is there (laughs) So what's what's your? I always called it found porn. You know, you find that favorite scene in a movie or or a, any media, whatever the heck works. What was like ac- accidental porn is what we've called it in the past too. Yeah, 
Yeah, I found my dad's stash. He had um, what he would do was he would take these clippings of magazines and it was one particular one that, that he hid away under the record. Uh, it was this, uh, um, what do you call those things? The tape, the, the, the turnover or the, the turntable? Yeah, the turntable. Yeah, the turntable. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the turntable. And then he had a bunch of magazines in there. They weren't foreign magazines, but some of them were clippings of uh, advertisements. Uh, one pantyhose uh, advertisement. I, I forget what it was called, but it had this lady and she had her position, her body position. It was, it was an advertisement. Her body position with her, her feet pointing and she was in stockings. And that that picture was my go-to thing for a long time. <laughs> but at the same time that you found out you found out your dad's got some similar fetishes. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Did you ever and, talk to your dad about it? W- with your dad about him? No, nah, no, nah, because see, here's the thing. My dad, um, he was he was a drunk the whole time I was little. So, you know, he had, you know, some issues and things of that nature, but um, most of my childhood, I remember him being drunk. You know, it's a sad story there, but you know, he had a stash. I found it. <laughs> <laughs> but and, uh, yeah, it reminds me of something from uh, my childhood the um, the the old Sears catalog, especially the the big four inch thick one that would come out around Christmas, and um, the seventies, eighties, even the. Eight- even the, as it get to the late eighties, the lingerie section in the Sears catalog was kind of seventies ish anyway, uh, kind of utilitarian support stockings kind of stuff. But you know, you find what you find. The the typical uh, guy would be all about the swimsuit issue of uh, Sports Illustrated, right? Yeah, you know, and then the jokes later. The, it's more of a 90s thing, the Victoria's Secrets catalog, but, you know, our generation, we had the Sears catalog. It, it did just fine. You know, I have a theory about that, Top. Okay. I think the people in the advertising industry, some of those guys had to have foot fetishes. I mean, even the commercial, <laughs> there's this old Gene commercial, um, Buddy Lee, where the woman's walking around like a giantess, and they, they got the music uh, playing Pretty Woman. You are the second person to mention that ad, and they forgot. The first person forgot to send us the link for it on YouTube. Oh, you know what though? But he called it a dungaree. Wait, who called it a dungaree? It's a jeans Buddy Lee commercial, right? And that's when I said to that guest, "I'm like, oh, if it's a Lee dungarees commercial, I'm not going to have seen it because they don't on this coast they don't call them dungarees. So that was shot for the Midwest and the West Coast, right? You're telling me the exact same ad, only calling it Lee jeans. So Buddy Lee, it. Buddy they, Lee jeans. Yeah. yeah, they shot it with with both terms. They shot it with two different voiceovers, probably one calling it dungarees and one calling it jeans. But there's the same ad. There's the same ad. Yeah. There's no way you cannot tell me that director had a foot fetish. You cannot tell me he did not have a giantess fetish doing a commercial like that. I know all the things that he would do in, in, right. in the commercial. She's stepping on cars. She's picking up people. Um, I think she picked up a, a, a car and, and that was crushed and put it on top of a building. Come on, I, man. I yeah. do not remember that ad, but we're gonna we're gonna have to look it up and maybe uh, link. Put the that link, on, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so when there, you get there's to also a commercial with uh Mel B. Mel B um one of she was one of the Spice Girls, right? Yeah. Oh, the scary spice. Yeah. Yeah. Is that she B did was, a giant there, she no, did a scientist. Uh, Mel commercial. C I thought was scary spice. Wasn't Mel B uh, maybe gone backwards. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> there was two Mel's, I thought. That's why they had Mel B and Mel whatever. <laughs> Yeah, she recently did. This was about maybe ten years ago, I think. She did a giantess commercial. It was uh, called Costa Bingo. A Costa Bingo, and um, she walked around the city, causing havoc. Walked on top of the London Bridge, and then she took a billboard and snatched it and broke it down. And then one of the guys was looking up at her. It's like, oh, she's massive. <laughs> so there you go. Well, and then. Um, you know, one of our guests was talking about how uh, Nickelodeon had a lot of foot kind of jokes and foot related topics and things like that. And it turns out that the guy had a, a foot fetish. Yeah. And, and so I, about it, but right. We're, we're, you know, we weren't going to touch on that, but yeah, um, it was inappropriate with it is what I'm going to say. Um, so I think you're right. I think a lot of these, um, these things that we see, these, movies i mean obviously tarantino makes it obvious but um a lot of the movies and things that we see on tv it's got us it's like one of the producers had to have that fetish to come up with that idea right yeah yeah okay so then okay so the movie so i thought about a movie um the other day as i was driving uh, it's called monsters versus aliens it's a dreamworks kid movie it's a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is uh, shot with a laser by aliens or the military, one of the two, the aliens. And so she shoots up and she grows like she's actually about to get married. And on her wedding day, they shoot her and she grows into this, you know, crazy big giantess. And then she gets quarantined, like the military takes her in and they have her in like a science lab where they're kind of studying her. Um, she breaks out eventually because the aliens are taking over the world or something and they need her to fight. So she's like, you know, they see her, she, they show her uh, holding up the Golden Gate Bridge and she's like trying to save people. She's not trying to kill people. She's trying to save people, but she's kind of clumsy and she squishes and destroys buildings and things like that. And I wonder, like, is that going to be a trigger? Like, are some kids that are watching this going to end up with being macrophiles? You know, I mean, that's got to be in. And who came up with this? Like, who's thinking of these things? Like, there's got to be some. There's definitely some men out there that ha- that are using their fetish for ideas. Right? I yeah, mean, for they, these movies. <laughs> yeah, they're undercover too. They're like, okay, yeah, I got the budget. I'm gonna sneak this in here. <laughs> so. Are there any movies that you find? Because so far we haven't been able to find anyone that's like, yeah, I really love that movie that did it for me. Or I really like that show that did it for me. Or like a scene. Yeah, some most of the Hollywood movies are a letdown because, you know, they, they touch on it, but it's it's kind of like spoofed. And it's like, like the, the movie Downsizing was... When I seen the trailer to that, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be like a what they should have did with that movie is made it like a disaster movie. 
you know, a trick. You're tricking the people to downsize and shrink, and then somebody takes over and does what they want to, to everybody. But it's just a missed opportunity with that. Oh, that would have been better. Yeah, it would have been, <laughs> been like a horror movie, a slash horror movie, you know? That would have worked. But, you know, yeah. it's. it's and 80s, 80s slasher movies, they got fantastical. You got into Pinhead. You got into Freddy. They never did a, a, a giant in that kind of arena either. No, I think they've only used they've only used animals, you know, like, you know, like Godzilla and King Kong. And well, that's I mean, now there's remakes, but that's kind of 50s classic kind of stuff. Um but yeah, even the the universal era of classic horror, like you know Dracula, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, maybe practically giant stuff wasn't possible then. But it is now. I mean, you've got uh, Mark Ruffalo being made he's about fourteen feet tall as the Hulk, mm-hmm. all through CGI. You know, they make movies entirely out of CGI. But so, you, you know, top. I will say. Um... There's a TV series that was filmed, I want to say it was the late 90s. I can't pronounce the name of that TV series, but it was the same girl that played in the Quentin Tarantino movie, The Kill Bill. Okay. The, mm-hmm. the, the, the Asian so it's, girl it's with that ball. Oh, oh, not, um, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Why can't I think of her name? But yeah. TV series where she went to this guy with some spells and she had a crush on a guy in school she shrunk him and then the whole tv series is about her just manhandling him i mean just having her way with him who what what's the name of this i'm trying to remember what the name of it's a very good uh tv series it's dramatic um she ends up shrinking uh his girlfriend and then they were trying to get out, and she squashes him. Just literally. Oh, my God. So you're, and throws we're, him we're in, gonna, and the parents end up finding, finding the little body of, of the girl. Uh, it, we're we're going to find this. Hey, he's laughing hysterically. You're, gonna, you're talking about the, um, the, I think it's the final fight scene in Kill Bill 2, over in Ishii. That's uh, Lucy Liu. That, you're talking about Lucy Liu, right? Yeah, the, the the younger girl that had that ball that she was swinging. Oh, oh, the younger one. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um... yeah go, that's Gogo is the character. All right. So I can go. I can IMDb her, find her in a TV show. We're gonna link this. We're gonna link that Buddy Lee commercial if I can find it. We get a lot of good links out of this show, and I'm oh, writing yeah. them down for once. That's another connection with Quentin Tarantino too. So Quentin Tarantino probably had to see, and it's like, okay, I'm gonna cast her too. Oh, yeah, because no one had heard of her before. Probably that TV show might have been the only thing she had before she was in Kill Bill. Her name is Chiaki Kuriyama. Good. It's a good TV series. It's what they actually, I mean, the acting was real good. Of course, everything was in a different language. Oh, okay. So this was Japanese. This was not, this is before she broke into American film. Yeah. Well, the Japanese do have a lot of, I mean, yep. anime, like half of the anime, anime series are, involve some type of growth. 
yeah or shrinkage i mean they're very they're very fetishy yeah yeah asian uh, japanese specifically you get a lot more fantastical themes in their more mainstream television and movies and yeah uh well anime manga there's the the thread between comics cartoon and porn is uh, it's not a right. thread, it's a braid it's all twisted in together yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's it was hard to let my kid my kid was like obsessed with anime and i'm like we have to really hand pick which ones you get to watch because i don't know i think she's learned more sexual things in, through anime than anywhere else <laughs> and we watch Grey's anatomy so <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean the girls they're you know they have the whole uh, schoolgirl fantasy thing going on, and so they're like the little skirts and the big giant boobs, and I mean, yeah. But um, feet, feet. I mean, feet are a big thing too, in, in anime. Yeah, so. it's the they, they're no, less is taboo over there, I think. Yeah, it's, or they're it's, willing to play with the taboos. All right. Um, I'm going to take just a minute to like completely go way off subject and say that, you know, I need to congratulate you, Top Toes. Oh. <laughs> because you're now an ambassador for That Sounds Gay. Yeah. Apparel. Uh, yes. Uh, so somehow instead of foot fetish celebrity, I'm a gay icon now. Uh, it's because you called yourself a. What did you call yourself last episode? A bitchy queen. <laughs> I can be a bit of a bitchy queen. But, um, you know, I guess I've spent enough time podcasting <laughs> and, and being in the community and also being, uh, you know, openly bisexual that uh, it's finally reached some ears. And a, a, a newer apparel line called That Sounds Gay, uh, they, they render it T-H-T-S-O-U-N-D-S-G-A-Y, um, reached out to me. And so if you are interested in some LGBTQ plus, they have clothing, they've got some, a little bit of jewelry, bracelets, pins, things of that nature. Uh, Check them out, uh, especially while it's still June and Pride Month. And, uh, you know, everybody, everybody is on top of it. But, you know, um, there's a shirt that I'm pretty sure I'm going to get that that says, uh, my boyfriend thinks I'm gay <laughs> and yeah. I they they have really cute stuff they have really yeah, cool it, stuff so I'm so very, glad that very clever uh, the, yes sort of the that's trademark, what it is the trademark um or what I would think is the trademark design for them is uh a t-shirt that says uh that sounds gay I'm in right yeah you know there's one that says uh my boyfriend is gay <laughs> I'm not gay, but my boyfriend is. Yeah, it's uh, a good one too. Um, yeah, I can't so, think yeah, straight. They, yeah, they it's tap, super cool. They tapped me, and so if you want to check them out, if you're uh, you know interested in some, you know, if you're part of the community or a supporter of the community and want some uh, apparel that shows that off, check them out at their website. That sounds gay. dot com. Remember, there's no a in that. And most importantly, when you check out. Use the promo code Top Toes and Hose, and you get yourself a discount uh, yeah. just for knowing who the heck I am. Yay! 
That's so awesome. there we are. But let's let's uh, let's bring it back to Lowe for some final thoughts from him and where to find him on the net. Well, uh, of course, y'all know me as Low Mario Seven. I'm on Instagram and I'm also on uh, Deviant Art. If I'm saying it right, oh DA, yeah, we've mentioned that before. Mm-hmm. Deviant Art, it gets a little wilder on there, so you know, yeah, I'm- that. Especially for, and I used to actually be there doing some some photo editing stuff way back in the day. Um, yeah, for, that was like the only platform where you could be uh, eighteen plus kind of content. Uh, and thankfully, it sounds like they still are. I haven't been in there in a good long time, but good site, very very creative people. Uh, I love when people tell me that they're doing stuff over there because it's a cool community. I need to go check yeah, it out. It is. It is. It is a cool community because you have a lot of people. Um, you just got to get used to some of the settings and how to communicate to people. But other than that, you have a lot of creativity. Um, a lot of my skill I've gotten from the guys that's over there. Um, uh, Wonder Slug. He's a very good artist. He's been around for a long time. Um, I've got most of all of my patents. Uh the, the way I do my edits is based off of a little bit of his stuff, a little bit of my own, um, because he's he's been around for like forever. He's at least been around 20 years plus, but um, he's been doing edits for a long time. You know, so how I, would we find you on on DeviantArt? Um, I have a um, a link on my page on um, Instagram. Okay. Or you could just, uh, I've Googled myself and I'm at the top of, because there there are no low Mario 7s out there. Nobody has that that name. So as soon as you type it in, it'll take you straight there. It'll take well, you to Instagram or DeviantArt. I'm cool. going to make sure both are linked on the page along with uh, that jeans ad if we can find it uh, and that TV show with uh, the girl who played Gogo if we can find it. I mean, I found a bunch of her TV shows. I just have to look and see which one of them is it because it's hard to tell. But that sounds really cool. Like, I want to go watch that. It's, <laughs> good. it's, it's really good. Good acting, um, good suspense. It, it's it's what, if if you have a giantess fetish, that, that's your go-to right there. It, it, I just wish they would have made a full-length movie about that. Because it really is. I mean, I'm not gonna. Well, that's it. if you have a giantess fetish with the where you enjoy a cruel giantess. Oh yeah, she's right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but evil. For our listeners who really don't have an idea about the fetish at all, um, that that, that being might be able a good to give one. them an entire television show to take a look at. Yeah, is super a cool. Great way to do it. Um. So with that. Time has flown. I can't believe this episode is over. I've had a great oh. time talking to you, Lo. Wow. Yeah, Thank it's been so- it's been so so wonderful talking with you guys. I'm just so honored to uh, be here, share my experiences, and maybe in the near future. Yeah, I'm I'm so glad that you were able to come on, and um, we were, uh, you know, our our you know it was so last minute, but I I'm so glad that we were able to end our. I don't know. Are we ending it this time? <laughs> we should say said, that. <laughs> we still another twenty minutes. <laughs> well, we're definitely we're ending tonight. Um, we've announced now twice that this is the end of Macrophilia Month. Um, 
<laughs> we'll find out next week if we just continue. Well, remember, I do have a couple giantesses that uh, giantess goddesses that want to come on. So if we can work it out next week, then maybe you'll hear from one of them. If not, I think that we're going to try hard to get our links together so that people can zoom in and chat with us like live, but not live. What are we calling that? I don't know. Not a clue. We'll explain it later better. We'll explain it right. better later. Yeah. And if, so, you, if you could DM me the the two giantess that you're going to have on the show, I'll do edits for them. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Fantastic. You know, as soon as I can get back into my Instagram. Uh, yeah. Or I could proxy. <laughs> if need be, I could proxy. So, Lo, thank you so much for coming on with us. Thank you for talking to us. Thank you for all your insight. Uh, to our listeners, to our sponsor, Yoga Blaine Boutique, thank you all as always. And for those of you who have been masturbating to our voices for this whole time, you're welcome. <laughs> yes. Very welcome. Uh-